2: April and then Brisbane after that. I'm also doing Who Knew It's in Perth and Adelaide. Uh, details for all that stuff at MattStewartComedy.com.
0: Subtle results, still you Thank mm-hmm. you. To do go on! My name is Jess Perkins. I am without the boys at the moment because um, this week's episode is actually our first ever live do go on. Uh, it was so incredibly exciting. As part of the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, we recorded our first ever show on the 2nd of April. 2017 at the Imperial Hotel. Um, we had such a good time hanging out with uh, with some of the listeners and getting to do this live in front of people. Uh, it was super strange, but just the absolute best. So um, what we've got for you is a really fun report. I hope you enjoy it. Um, you'll be able to hear uh, other people other than the three of us, which is a bloody treat. Um so enough rambling for me without further ado i th- will now throw to the first ever live do go on enjoy yeah, you Right here at I the, sit I stand,
1: I don't know what to do. You can do what you like, All right. as long as I tell you that you are at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. How you doing? Woo! Yeah, hello, my name is David. and I'm standing on stage, that's right, Well, I'm about to sit on stage with our two of the best. So We have uh, one of the best beards in the business, it is Mr Matt Stewart, ladies and gentlemen. Hey,
2: wow, what a pleasure to be here. Hey, how are you going? From Matt. Ballarat. From Ballarat. Yes, alright Not uh, now For Matt.
1: everyone else It looks like Matt Had just identified a man With a red bead in the crowd And said
2: <laughs>
0: oh, Hey <laughs> Nice
1: Hey
2: well, that is What happened as well <laughs> Yes that
1: is totally what happened And I'm also on stage With the best laugh In the biz for sure It's just Poker Ladies and gentlemen
0: Hello everyone Thank you so much for being here This is so cool Oh my
1: goodness We are very excited That you actually turned up um, <laughs> And that you're people Real you're people You're real
0: Normally you're just numbers to us <laughs> And now you're just cash to us, so (laughs) we're all good. You're dogs. Hey, uh, quick, uh, quick round of applause for who who's listened to the podcast before. (laughs) Woo! All right. is anybody and there's no shame in this. Has anybody been dragged along by a friend and you have no idea where you are? You okay? Uh, Welcome, welcome.
1: They put their hands up instead of clapping. Which is very polite. <laughs> Obviously, never heard the show before. We're very clap-centric on this show. <laughs> very but we fine. will
2: we'll get there. No, thank you. That's a great welcome. clap. Welcome. Yeah, You're
0: welcome. This is a safe place. Um, yeah, this is very Do you exciting. want to
2: explain to her what this is about? I think Dave will do that. All right, great. Oh, God. <laughs> Dave, well, if
0: we go. you haven't heard the show or seen the show or
1: clapped along with the show at home, uh, this is a show where one of us uh, does a report on a topic that the other two have no idea what they are going to talk about. And uh, for our first ever live show, we've handed over the reins to one Jessica Perkins. You idiots. <laughs> to uh, report on, uh, on, on a topic that Matt and I genuinely have no idea what you're about to talk about. That's right. Yeah, what, what an exciting time in my life.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's, also, it's also dangerous, I think, because usually if it's, say, for example, an offensive or racist topic, we could just hit Delete. Uh, when we go into the studio. but now we, we act- so
0: often do offensive well, and racist <laughs> topics. What you will
1: n- not know is that we've released 75 <laughs> of 600 episodes recorded so far. There's oh
2: boy, like, do uh,
0: we have some opinions. Oh God. <laughs> You're terrible. I don't
2: know if you know this about Dave, but he has a certain sympathy. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. That is not true.
0: <laughs> that we know. Hey, I also want to point out that some of you may have noticed that Matt has got a beer in his hand, um, which is two character. Oh, um. well, all right. Um, I mean, you, I mean, am also, also holding a side of it. You know, it's. What it's, I'm most you're worried the about
2: uh, tonight is. Apart from talking over you and not being able to edit it out to make me not seem like a bad feminist. But, um, also, I'm worried about the fact that uh, we normally don't have any time restraints at all and we've started to roll out over two-hour episodes. Um, today, we've got to keep it to <laughs> Someone very Someone just nodded tight... like, yeah. yeah, two hours. It's a long
1: time. Yeah,
0: you have. Uh, we recently got a Facebook message that just said, guys, I love the show, but learn to fucking edit. <laughs> That's
1: the worst part. Every week we edit out about 20 minutes. Oh, it's terrible. It We're is. just good
0: mates. We like we have having have a a chat. No, but today we will keep it, um, well, we have to keep it to time, or Ellen will kick us out of here anyway, so that's good, I guess. It's nice to have a mother figure to discipline us. Yeah, but we well, don't that.
1: want to get to the halfway through the episode and you guys not know what happens, and we have to go into some sort of alleyway out in Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> you gather around, and we say, and uh, the end of the story was, <laughs> no one knows, it's a mystery, it's a mystery episode. <laughs> that, <laughs> could that could and happen. And then we get
0: beaten up. Oh not another mystery. Um, yeah, okay, so it is my turn. Do you want me to just get stuck in because we are under time constraints? Did you, you, you write, write a, a question?
2: More banter? Oh, yeah, the band has been strong. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> Did I write a question? Did you write
2: a question? Matthew, do you know me at all? Well, to the lady that has not no idea what's oh, yeah, going okay. on. We normally start the show with a question, uh, and then that somehow... Uh, that annoys people listening at home because they already know the topic, but um, we you, don't. And you don't either. Yes. I spoke to our
1: listener, Rowan, uh, downstairs, who's one of our uh, Patreon supporters, and uh, he told me that this is the first time that he'll be hearing the episode and also not knowing what the topic is. So this ten minutes at the start is actually uh, not annoying for once. So, <laughs> so that's good. For once. Because uh,
0: normally get on yeah. with it. Uh, we well, know. We live these lives. We'll, we'll learn
1: to edit, and you'll learn to hit the skip <laughs> button. That's, that's what we'll all do. So, Jess, um, over to you for your question to get us on topic. My
0: question that I am writing in my head as I speak right now. Um, and, and if we can't
1: get it, then you guys oh, yeah, jump in. can help us out.
0: Jump in. This is exciting. But
1: we... let Matt have a terrible go first,
0: <laughs> because it's amusing. Yeah. This is going to be very distracting as well, because like, well, we are stand-up comedians, so it's kind of like having an audience. I just feel I'm always like ah <laughs> ah, and I, I've, I've got a report to do, so. None of that, you guys. Um, okay. There will be no comedy on this show. <laughs> you didn't come here for the laughs. Okay. Um, my question, boys and audience, is uh, who are the 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 coolest? Oh God! British mobsters of the sixties.
2: The coolest British.
0: Is I it? panicked. <laughs> <laughs>
2: what are you basing coolness on?
0: Oh, I mean just being rude. Is it the
1: Beatles because they stole everyone's
0: hearts? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh. We've oh. done them.
2: Oh yeah, of course. We actually did. I
0: had them. never I'd never heard of these these particular people. Oh,
2: are they related to each other? Yes, yeah, Matthew. I don't know who it is, I can't think of their name. John. Yes. Paul. Yes. George. Yes. And what well, was it? Pete Best. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Okay. You nerd. Good
0: um, twist there. Okay, yeah, what do you think? I you said there somewhere. wasn't going to be any
2: comedy, and then you come up with that. Well. <laughs> Thank you so much.
0: What are you thinking? Matt, are you... It's you're... the...
2: Oh, it's not the Von Traps, but it's something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? The Von Trapp twins.
0: It is the something twins.
2: The crap tra- tra-
0: Oh! Crap twins? No, but uh, get rid of the last letter the cray twins, twins. Yes. the cray twins anybody here heard of the cray twins a couple of hands raised uh, let's throw it over to hang the on. audience I, hang on i heard a yo was that mum <laughs> <laughs> is that you mum have you heard of them yeah. oh cool It's <laughs> my mum anyway um so there you go the cray twins a few people have heard of them a few people haven't uh, how about a
1: round of applause if you've oh, heard yeah, of the cray cool. twins
0: how about a round of applause
1: if you are one of the Cray twins?
0: Oh! <laughs> ah!
1: We've got both in tonight. <laughs>
0: this is good. Good, They could fill in any gaps. Yeah. Of which there'll be many. Yeah. Um, okay, so... so I don't,
1: I'm not actually au fait with the Cray at, oh, in, in any oh respect.
0: No. Did you think of that as soon as we said Cray?
1: No, that just came out of me. I am... I, I'm, <laughs> I'm a bad just, man.
0: That just a, came out of yeah, me. A lot of
1: stuff comes out of me and that is... <laughs> One of the things I'm less proud of that comes out
0: of me. <laughs> O'Fay with Cray. Anyway, okay, I will, st- I will start us off. So, Ronnie and Reggie Cray. Also, great names. There's a lot of good nicknames through this one, by the way. Oh my God, the best. Anyway, Ronnie and Reggie Cray. They were born on the 24th of October, 1933.
1: Oh, that, that has just made my fucking life.
0: Yes, yes. I'm done. <laughs> that is so <laughs> good. Oh,
2: Jess yeah. has left the
1: stage. Oh. Well, I'll take
2: over here. She often does that back in the studio <laughs> oh.
0: That is the best thing that's ever happened. Um, I can't believe you don't guys Don't read ahead. Don't encourage wow. her. Don't read ahead. This is a
2: great story, guys. You're going to love
1: this. For
0: anybody, for the lovely listeners who, uh, or people here today who haven't heard before, that's my catchphrase. It's probably one of the coolest catchphrases <laughs> that's ever existed. A good year. It sounds like you're
1: someone from Antiques Roadshow <laughs> <laughs> valuing some wine. Oh, a good year, though. Oh, a, a yeah. good year, a good year.
0: That's how I mean it also. Okay, so they were born on the 24th of October, 1933, to Charles David Cray, who is a scrap gold dealer. So that, he sounds fun already. <laughs> Does he go through
1: bins looking for gold?
0: <laughs> what if no. someone's thrown out their gold? <laughs> That's very unlikely. Where else are you going to find it? Um, so they were identical twins. Reggie was uh, ten minutes older than Ronnie.
1: I bet he always, ha- always. held
0: that over him. bet. I bet. Um, they didn't, they didn't really seem to have the easiest of childhoods. Uh, when the twins were three years old, they contracted uh, diphtheria. It's really hard to say. Ah, a good disease. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to get any, that's a good one. That's mass catch, right? <laughs> A good disease. Um, and also, Ronnie almost died when they were nine years old from a head injury he suffered in a fight with his brother. <laughs> Sounds like my childhood. Um, well, you
1: had diphtheria and then you got bashed by your brother.
0: <laughs> Yeah. While well, your dad was
1: diving for gold
0: <laughs> In a bin Gold scrap, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I've never heard that. You heard that A gold scrap deal. Anyway, I don't know um, At the beginning of the Second World War Their father Charles, who was 32 at the time Was conscripted into the army But he refused to go and <laughs> went into hiding Because <laughs> there ain't no
1: gold in the trenches He's looked He's like, He's nah,
0: looked. I'm good um, Now their grandfather, his name was Jimmy Cannonball Lee Nickname: Cannonball. Oh, fuck yeah! Yeah,
1: that's real good. First
0: of many good nicknames for this one. Um, Cannonball Lee, he encouraged them to take up amateur boxing. And uh, sibling rivalry really spurred them on and both achieved some success in their boxing careers. So what their
1: grandfather's done is he's seen one of the twins bash the other twins <laughs> and said, I know what you need to do. You need to learn to punch professionally. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you need to improve your technique. Um, That's not a
1: good <laughs> cannonball of a grandfather.
0: <laughs> they said to uh, have never lost a match before they turned professional at age 19. So they were good little boxers. Have they ever
1: done a match then?
0: No, but, you know... Because like... I also have
2: never lost a boxing match.
0: <laughs> Matt, have you? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Just oh. been in
2: the been in the one, and uh, was not good. <laughs> good look to know. At, look at my face. <laughs> oh. oh, Jeez, that was a real moment early. <laughs>
0: hey, hey. That's fine. All right, I'm going to go on. All right, please do. Thank go you. On. <laughs> Now, the Cray Twins were notorious for their, for their gang that they formed and for its violence, and they narrowly avoided being sent to prison many times. Um, conscription was quite normal uh, back, back in the day, in that time, and they were called up to serve with the Royal Faciliars. Is that right? Thank you. <laughs> uh,
1: thank you viz to. Uh, That's
0: what I said. Major fact check
1: up the back there. We appreciate that. We'll be chiming in with all the uh, military history of, of this episode.
0: So they were called up to serve with their service <laughs> in 1952. They reported, so they turned up, uh, but they attempted to leave after a couple of minutes.
1: <laughs> they were so like, they're sli- hey, we're
0: here. Nah. Um, <laughs>
1: they're slightly better than their dads. Yeah, they, they
0: at least turned up. So the corporal in charge tried to stop them, but Ronnie punched him on the chin, (laughs) leaving him seriously injured, and they walked home. (laughs) They just just went home. And then they were arrested the next morning and turned over to the army. So they were were in the army at some point. But um, they didn't didn't really want to be there, which is interesting. Um, Now, while in the army but technically absent without leave, uh, they assaulted a police constable who tried to arrest them one night. These are nice boys. Um, (laughs) This is a fun fact. They were among the last prisoners held at the Tower of London... Um, before they were transferred to the Shepton Mallet military prison. Is, uh, that, is that true? <laughs> yes. No, you're right, the I... first one was
2: yeah.
0: Malletary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Malletary. Um, their behaviour in prison was so bad that they both received dishonourable discharges from the army. Uh, they tried to dominate the exercise area outside their one-man cells. They were only in prison for a few weeks, and they're like, nah, we own this place. <laughs> I like them.
1: Jess always sides with the more violent characters in the show. I
0: like a bad boy. Um, They threw tantrums. They emptied their latrine buckets over a sergeant. They dumped a container full of hot tea on another guard. They handcuffed a guard to their prison bars with a pair of stolen cuffs. And they set fire to their bedding.
1: Would you rather have poo put on you, hot tea, or would you rather be set on
0: fire? (laughs) I mean, what a question, Dave. Um... (laughs) Matt?
2: Can't we have all? Three? <laughs> 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 um,
0: so they were moved to a communal cell where they, uh, they assaulted their guard with a china vase.
1: Hang on, so they're in solitary confinement, they're fucked up, so then they're put out of solitary
2: confinement.
0: Yeah, they're put with other bad people. What's wrong with this prison?
2: <laughs> no, no, that will that'll, we'll teach them. Alright, <laughs> the my next bit is they're going to have learnt their lesson, and I think there's a real twist coming here, yeah. Yeah. where they start to, uh, you know, just teach kids good stuff, <laughs> uh, mainly, and how to be
0: nice. They go into, yeah, and yeah, also they're a little bit of.
2: Floranthropy on the side
0: (laughs) Floranthropy I've
2: heard this one before but go on anyway Um, It's a good story I'm interested to hear your take on it
0: (laughs) So they they assaulted a guard and they escaped and they were quickly recaptured and awaited transfer to civilian authority for crimes committed while at large and they spent their last night uh, drinking cider, eating crisps and smoking cigarillos uh, courtesy of the young national servicemen acting as their guards They're just hanging out just hanging it's out with a couple of rad cigarette.
2: dudes, cigarillos. I've never heard cigarettes said so wrong. But, um, you were very close. Yeah. Cigarillos, you're a maniac. As we know, I mean we know that well. Yeah, we you guys know that, know well. that But um, okay, you do worry sometimes.
0: Don't you? <laughs> Are you Um, talking to me when you say you do worry? No, I don't worry at all. I'm really not
2: that sure. Look, I've been zoning in and out so far. (laughs) I'm just trying to hold on to what this story is about. Two guys, right? This is what I've heard so far. Two guys having a bit of a tough time, but you know, things are looking good now, right? Is that where we're at? Did you hear it like one minute of the past 10?
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this happens a lot. Happens yeah, a lot. he zones out a lot, but that's okay. We zone out on his as well, so it's fine. Um,
2: <laughs> I've got a very relaxing voice. <laughs> it's very
0: soothing. Yeah, it's like meditation. Um, okay, so then we then we move on to their. Um, their, their criminal careers, because their criminal records and their dishonourable discharge from the army sort of ended their boxing careers. Oh, now <laughs> that's know. the saddest thing I've
2: heard so far. <laughs> they were quite I promising. Like, oh, we just want <laughs>
0: what? When well, no, they they had a promising. They career. were promising. I mean, they were, un- they were unbeaten. I mean, what? they never fought, but they were unbeaten. <laughs>
2: Wait, well, so ahead. they never got to fight.
0: They never got to fight. No, well, so because they because they were bad boys, they didn't. The, the boxing community were like, no, thank you, only nice boys for us. Um, and so the brothers turned to crime full time. You know, they were like, let's let's settle down and, and uh, commit to crime. Um, so they bought a rundown snooker club in uh, in Bethnal Green where they started... Sef- oh, shut up! Uh, I thought they were just... We're having fans. fun too! Oh, we're learning, it, nerds! <laughs> yeah, wrestling nerds. Who would
1: ever talk about wrestling? Oh, we did. Three weeks ago. <laughs> for two hours. For two hours.
2: We start, was I was fun. starting to plug their podcast at the end of that episode and then Jess, I think, was like, you know they clash with us? And... Uh, Anyway, yeah, look it g- sounds uh, like I uh, probably brought in a crowd for them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They're, They're welcome. only full because of our plug. They're welcome. <laughs>
0: Let's move in an alleyway after beat him
2: up. No one in here is like, fuck, we're in the wrong room, right? (laughs) (laughs)
0: They're like, yeah, but when are they going to talk about wrestling?
2: I'm getting to it. This incredible long
1: backstory (laughs) that they've created for a new wrestler called the Cray Twins, and it's one dude. (laughs) With split personalities, but they're both just a thug. (laughs) The the first one-man tag team champion. (laughs) That would be
0: awesome. That would be cool. Okay, so the Cray Twins, who are two people, they bought a snooker club and they started several protection rackets, right? So, like, uh, you give us a couple bucks, we'll sit. I oh, can't do accents. <laughs> no, but have a go. You want Matt to do it? Agreed. Matt? <laughs> Come on. What's the... What's, give me my line. So, <laughs> uh, so, you know, like, you give us money and we'll, we'll protect you.
2: Oh, oh, hey uh, there, uh, good squire. Give me a couple of dollars, oh, pounds, and we'll uh, we'll look after you. Quick, smart, right, yo. A cup of tea, all right?
0: Pretty good, pretty good.
2: (laughs) Don't clap, because Jess asked you to clap.
0: (laughs) I told you. I'm like, audience. That
1: was
2: the most threatening thug I've ever
0: heard. Cup of tea. Ooh. Cup of, of tea. tea. Oh, he means business. Oh, hello. Right, Ooh, so Well, you know start... what
2: they did with tea just recently? <laughs> Cup of tea on your fucking face.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Cup of tea on your fucking face. Put that on a t-shirt. Are we swearing
2: today? I can't remember. Too late.
0: Any kids in? <laughs> All right. Too late. Okay, so... Oh,
2: live at the Melbourne International
0: Preschool? <laughs> I'm so sorry. So <laughs> these toddlers very confused. Yeah. Um, okay, so they've got their, their protection ring, and by the end of the 1950s, the craze were, were involved in hijacking, armed robbery and arson, um, through which they acquired other clubs and properties. <laughs> they just beat their way around, which is great. I think that's um, savvy business. Um... <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> in 1960, Ronnie Cray was in prison for 18 months for running a protection racket and related threats. While Ronnie was in prison, a, um, a guy called Peter Ratchman, head of a violent landlord operation. You know those violent landlords? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I just complained to mine
1: about it. My key won't open the front door. No more are they going to pour, pour a latrine bucket on my head. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so Sorry. I don't need to get inside after all. <laughs>
2: that comes around. All right, there. <laughs> <laughs> Problem with your key there, do you? All right. Well, we got two options. Uh, one of them... Oh, yeah. involves this latrine bucket. Uh, okay, what's option two? Option two, I'll just let you in. No worries at all. What do you choose? Oh. Choose wisely. Oh, it's terrible. In my mind, I already chose one before I had two. No, nah. so. all right, here's the bucket. <laughs> Have a good one. Uh, no, nah, here's the key. Good on you. Have a nice day.
0: So now you've dumped the bucket on him and given him a key. I'm
2: very confused.
0: <laughs> Look, it was a weird act out, but I enjoyed it. Thank um you.
2: That would have been edited out if we... uh,
0: (laughs) 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 If we could edit. Man,
2: I do some act-outs to get edited out. Um, Sometimes he goes off for like six minutes talking to himself. (laughs) I go out,
1: I go to the john, I come back. He's still talking like a cockney.
0: (laughs) He doesn't realise we've gone. Um, In 1960, Ronnie Cray... Oh, no, I already said that. Never mind, I would have edited that out. Um, So Peter Ratchman, he was the violent landlord. (laughs) He gave Reggie a nightclub called Esmeralda's Barn on the Knightsbridge end of the Wilton Place next to a bistro called Jones Kitchen. Now, that is a fun sentence to say in that accent. And I'll try. Um, <laughs> he's gone and given Reggie a, a nightclub called Esmeralda's Barn down on Knightsbridge... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> It's down on the Knightsbridge end the Wilton Place. Place. (laughs) My character also has a speech impediment. (laughs) Hey, it's real. It's It's very
2: endearing. Esmeralda's barn is the most English-sounding nightclub I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) It's both.
0: You had nothing to follow that up with. Is the nightclub
2: barn-themed? Like, I mean, what I just said makes no sense at all. (laughs) Barn? Oh, it's so English. Esmeralda, the most English name I've ever heard. What am I talking about? I think I might sit the rest of the episode out, No, no.
0: No, no, you stay here, and you just zone in and out as you do. Um, So him getting this new nightclub sort of increased their influence in the West End by making them celebrities as well as criminals. You really can have it all!
1: (laughs) Imagine how our, our celebrities these days were people that owned
2: nightclubs.
0: <laughs> Just, well, you know, like I mean, there's famous mobsters.
2: Shane Warne owns Bar 23 at Crank Casino. There no, you go. Barn 23. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: it is it is barn themed, and also Warney themed. It's a it's a, it's pastiche of uh, all the best things about England.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, English barns.
1: <laughs> I'm looking at Matt like, you did this. (laughs) You did this.
0: You did this to us. (laughs) Okay. um, So in the 60s, they were widely seen as prosperous and charming celebrity nightclub owners and were part of the swinging London scene. I thought swinging London scene I thought clicking on that link was going to take me to like here's what a swinger is but no it's just like it was art and culture and other bullshit so.
1: Do you need us to tell you what a swinger is?
0: (laughs) Yes! No. um, Well when a mummy and a daddy love each other very much well they also love everyone else (laughs) very much they have a party With the keys in the bowl. Um, In a (laughs) barn. With the keys in a (laughs) barn. You throw your
1: keys in a barn, and then you feel around (laughs) and try and find the keys.
0: And then you go home.
2: And you call your weird land? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so a large part of their fame was due to their non-criminal activities, which is good. Um, as popular figures on the celebrity circuit, they were photographed by, uh, by famous photographer David Bailey on more than one occasion. So, like, more than once means you're fancy. Um, they socialised with lords, MPs, socialites and show business characters, including actor Judy Garland and singer Frank Sinatra. Ever heard of him?
2: Love Frank.
0: They were mates with Frank, which is kind of cool. He was
2: he was a he was a bad boy of um, crooning as well, though Frank. Uh-huh. I think maybe the baddest boy of crooning. Interesting. Uh, name a bad boy of crooning. You can't. Yeah, Michael look, Bublé. no one can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Boob, all right. Yeah, fair enough. He's, no, he's a bad top boy. two. Top two. The boobs. Frank
0: is top two. Frank's the top two bad boy of crooning. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, oh, this is a this is a, a quote from Ronnie Craig. ...from his autobiography called My Story. Absolute shocker,
1: absolute shocker. It should have been called My Cray Life. (laughs) (laughs) Or My Life dot dot dot, it was, or It's So Cray. (laughs) My Life, It's So Cray. My Story. My Story.
0: Yeah, look, they weren't creatives. Anyway, so this is a quote. (laughs) Creatives. Creatives, My Life Story. (laughs) This is, a, this is a quote from Ronnie. He said they were the best years of our. Actually, Matt, do you want to read it in the accent?
2: Not really. Yeah. But... Okay. Cool.
0: Read read this bit. Read that bit there. Not
2: wearing my glasses. Come uh, on, Dad. What that? They... they were the best years of our lives. <laughs> they called them the swinging sixties. <laughs> the Beatles, the Rolling Stones. We're rulers of pop music.
0: My favourite bit is that Dave is mouthing along. <laughs>
2: I'm making sure he doesn't say the wrong thing about his glasses. <laughs> Carnaby Street ruled the fashion world.
0: And and me brother ruled
2: London. We were fucking untouchable. <laughs> oh yeah. I yeah, felt right? I felt tough. Yeah. You look. Anyone touched. wanna take me on now? <laughs> Like, like you did earlier for some reason, yeah. Beard on beard action. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Is that your your biography? Yeah. Beard on beard action. Beard on beard action. Yeah. Come up with a better one.
0: I like that you think you started tough after you went. We were fucking untouchable. <laughs> oh, tough guy. Is what? that even English? I don't know. If... I'm not sure anymore. Okay. Um, okay, so the What I was
2: doing there was the guy from that uh, coffee ad in the 90s, which you guys are too young to remember. What? Here we go, referencing something from the 1890s. Here we go. Here we go. Okay, okay, tell
0: us the story, Dad. Oh,
2: yeah, good point.
0: <laughs> no, go on. No, 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 no you go on. No, we no, want no. Does
2: anyone remember that ad? There was a guy in the supermarket he goes. Well, and he said, I was
0: fucking she, oh, untouchable. Yeah. Yeah, she, she goes, Oh,
2: you're so exotic. Yeah, oh. and, and she thinks he's from somewhere else, right? And then he go, So she's expecting him to have a different accent. And he goes, Oh, Swampshit. How wonderful. Huh? Worth uh, telling. Thank you. <laughs> and. Oh, yeah. Matt just quoted an obscure ad and got a round of applause. It this was is a the best. If you were alive then, you would have loved it, and I reckon you would have been you would have been applauding me yourself, to be honest. All right, just mate. like they did moments ago. Okay. The silence you're hearing now was nothing on it's that. It's respect. Okay. It's,
0: it's respectful silence, and them thinking, "Hurry the fuck up!" Um, and I shall. The craze also came into the public attention in July of 1964. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh great <laughs> If I hold long enough someone will say it 1964 with an expose I love that word so much uh, In the tabloid newspaper Sunday Mirror Insinuating that Ronnie Had had a sexual relationship with Lord Boothie who was a conservative Politician, you are laughing at Boothie? <laughs> it's pretty good <laughs> <laughs> It sounds I am Lord Boothie I'm not taking that guy seriously at all Um so apparently, like they uh, insinuated that they had had a sexual relationship at the time when male homosexuality was still a criminal offence in the UK.
2: Male
0: homosexuality. Yeah, that's what I noticed when I when Isn't I read it? it. I was like, female homosexuality, totally fine, okay. Male is hom- interesting. not not okay at the time. Um, <laughs> I'm just
1: avoiding that so
0: much. Probably. <laughs> Probably I,
1: don't, I don't want to say the wrong thing here. So no. Matt was looking at me like, "Huh? Is that no, right? No, is no, that no. right?"
2: And I'm like, no, "I'm no, not no. an expert in criminal law from the 1960s." <laughs> Internet. You said you you said you left it alone, but you talked more about it than anyone else.
0: <laughs> now the thing about the nineteen sixties. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, yeah there was this exposé although no names were printed in the piece the twins threatened the journalist involved and who's Hoosby... so, No
1: names were printed in the piece No but
0: they a man threatened... and a man
1: had a relationship <laughs> <laughs> All right I think I know who they're talking about <laughs> They're talking about me and I'm going to fucking kill them! <laughs> but mate um, you could have probably just left this one alone and no one would have even looked at you
0: <laughs> This is crazy This is crazy Yeah, a charming face. <laughs>
2: the way, I don't really like it that much because normally we'd be sitting more like this.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so do you mind if
2: we do it like this? Yeah. yeah.
0: Is that okay with you guys? Is that, is, that right? is that all right? Is that all right? Is that okay with I you? I don't
2: do that much face work, so... <laughs> Let me know if this is troubling in any way, but it makes me feel more comfortable. I feel so weird up there. No good. Alright. You alright with this? He looks disappointed. uh, Dave's a real showman and he follows like show rules. Got the big showy voice and that sort of. S- what, what the? Sh- I, f- I follow the show rule that you shouldn't host the show from the audience
0: or with Mate, your back to the audience. Uh, yeah,
2: very old school. These Frank people- Sinatra doesn't follow rules like that. <laughs> okay, so from the Frank School of Showbiz, and the Frank School says, "Fuck you, Dave."
1: Now, Matt, I want to point out to you—you you didn't see this—but um, there's a gentleman in the front row. Forgive me, I don't know your name. How do you, you don't know your name either. Fair enough. Fair enough. But what happened was he was he'd been watching the show for half an hour, hasn't taken a photo. Matt sat with his back to the man. He pulls out a camera and takes a photo, <laughs> like this
2: has been the highlight of the show. Matt's back of his head. Well, I, feel, I feel like the front of my head should be offended by that.
0: <laughs> you got to good back not, ahead. It's
2: not. I'm, I'm unaware enough to take that as a compliment.
0: You good? Right. You comfy? You set?
2: Yeah, so anyway, I've got another beer. I'm almost <laughs>
0: done. I didn't. I, no, I don't have another beer with me. You, uh, for the benefit of it.
1: everyone at home, uh, Matt has uh,
2: decided to leave the stage, sit <laughs> in the crowd, and face Jess and I. Genuinely, if this is no good, let me know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> pull, pull your pants up. See, I, hope, I don't know favorite. why I decided
2: to wear the smallest pants I own.
0: <laughs>
2: These it's are Dave Warnicke sized, and I've squeezed into them.
0: It's great that we're doing this on the one episode we have time constraints. Yeah, That's great. great.
2: Please do go. Oh, on Oh, thank
0: you so much. Um, yeah.
1: There we go.
2: Now, now I'm getting the worst view. Ever. <laughs> this is
1: awful. Leave him, he's groin is facing. It's looking at me. There were no names printed, but I know who he's looking at. I know. I know. I'll fucking kill him. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, 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 Rob. I'm a little touchy on that subject. The 1960s was a horrible time. <laughs> now we just have to wait.
0: <laughs> I thought I got it. Okay, I'm alright. <laughs> okay, no, I'm fine. <laughs> alright, we, we don't have a lot of time. Okay, what was I up to? Booth beep.
2: Yeah, Bruce B. Holy shit, that was minutes ago.
0: <laughs> you did this. Okay. Okay, so no no names were printed, but the twins <laughs> were very upset. Weren't they, Dave? <laughs> oh, it's so good.
1: <laughs> I don't even know what Jess is laughing at. <laughs> it
0: hurts. Okay, right, so the twins threatened to... Uh, to Beat up the journalist, and Boothby threatened to sue the newspaper. And because of this, the newspaper backed down. They sacked their editor. They printed an apology, and they paid Boothie a uh, Boothby forty thousand pound in an out of court settlement. Wow,
1: that's a lot of money.
0: Which is like quite a lot of influence for these like scary twins to have, if you think about it. Like that's that's kind of that's kind of weird. Um, and because of this, other newspapers said like they were unwilling to expose the crazed connections and criminal activity, so they were kind of safe in the media now. Oh, Oh, they're a bit sneaky. Um, If you want to get mad at beer while you're out, that's fine. (laughs) I'm good, but um, thank you so much.
2: (laughs) This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. If it's your first ever website or your business is expanding... It looks like Jess has just uploaded something, What? It, but it's like 3 a.m. in Australia. Yeah. Yeah, but it's the exact time I wanted to do it in New York City, baby. Exactly.
0: So, on several occasions, the, uh, the police investigated the craze, uh, but the brother's reputation for violence made witnesses afraid to testify. So, that's the other thing that kind of makes them safe. Like, nobody will speak out against them. Genius! Should, should we be...
1: Uh, like, I don't want to guess the ending, but should we be worried that we're talking about them in a public forum?
0: Nah, they did. <laughs> um, so, uh, now I just want to talk about a few of their... A few of their um, their crimes and ordeals, if I may.
1: A few good crimes.
0: A few good crimes. Um, Ronnie Cray shot and killed George Cornell, who was an associate of the Richardsons, which was a rival gang. Less cool name than, like, the Cray Boys. <laughs> that wasn't their gang name, but it should have been. Um, what was their gang name? I don't know.
1: Oh, <laughs> they don't have a gang name. They're,
0: they're Crays. The Barn Boys. Probably the Barn Boys.
2: <laughs> That's a great name. <laughs> don't a... you tsk at that. <laughs> <laughs> the I Barn just... Boys. Sorry about that, Dave. Sorry to tisk there. Nobody could see you
0: tisking. That's the thing. I was tisking real hard. You were tisking. So uh, he shot and killed George Cornell at the Blind Beggar Pub, great pub name, in Whitechapel on the 9th of March in 1966, a good year. I'll get to it.
2: (laughs) Blind Beggar Pub. That is the most English (laughs) (laughs) sounding.
0: Took me a sec to get that. I was like, oh, it's a reference from before. It was very witty. <laughs> You're very funny. And also Whitechapel.
2: Jack the Ripper, anybody?
0: Uh, yeah. So no one. Would no anyone one.
1: like Jack the Ripper?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking requests. We're selling uh, abdomen capes. No, bow capes. <laughs> abdomen.
1: We'll, we'll be signing uh, bow capes after the show. Uh, you can BYO or we can supply you with one at a price to you.
0: I don't want to explain to the people who've never heard... What, uh, why we were uh, talking about making cakes it, out of people's bowels?
2: Uh, can you eye the woman who hasn't seen this before? That she's, must she is sound. shaking her head. She's <laughs>
0: shaking her head. She's like she's, she's leaving, going, Matt. She's oh, leaving. Oh. <laughs> I'm out. Was bow
2: cape? Was that the? Yeah, that was the line that was, <laughs> line. that was the line. <laughs> it's good to know where the line is. You've got to know <laughs> bow okay, capes. We won't talk about. It. She just went straight over my head. Bow
1: cape straight over your head. That is a terrible thing to happen. <laughs> Well, that's
0: but, not how you put them on, for
2: starters. No. <laughs> <laughs> Bow cape, that's exactly where they go. Straight over yeah. your head, <laughs> around your neck. Around your neck. Can we... Stop? Sorry. <laughs> please do... Hey, Jess, please do go on. Thank
0: you so much. Um, so, George Cornell killed. Blind beggar pub in Whitechapel, 1966, a good year. The day before... There'd been a shootout at Mr Smith's, which was a nightclub, um, and that had involved the, the rival gang, right? So the two gangs that the had... The Richie a, Riches. The Richie Riches. Um, the Richardson gang. That's a good...
1: That's much better than the Richardsons.
0: Oh, I agree wholeheartedly, but I can't change history.
1: Oh. Uh, listen to some of our preview episodes. <laughs> I think we can. Good point.
0: Good point. Um, and uh, uh, at, that, uh, at the shootout the night before... An associate of the Craze, so like one of their gang members, Richard Hart, he was shot and killed. So a lot of people um, thought that this, uh, that uh, Ronnie killing George Cornell, was like a, like revenge, right? I've just like skipped ahead of myself, which is probably smart. Um,
1: so for modern people, they shot Biggie, so we shot Tupac. Am I
2: right? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, your modern reference is yeah. about thirty years old. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Is
0: so that before huh? he was born? Yeah, I said that. Almost. No, it was so
2: about it
1: was non- 1994. Yeah, okay, yeah, great. Right, so, when you were in the peak of your uh... yeah.
0: <laughs> if you're trying to get an
1: alibi for me, where I was the night that Biggie was gunned down. Yeah. Playgroup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely probably would have been. I would have been.
0: Yeah, but that could have been a weekend. You could have been at home. You could have been doing any number of things. You were four. You were a bright kid. You yeah, are not bright enough to kill a man. Wait, is was bright? Perhaps
1: too bright to kill a man. It just makes you
2: think, doesn't it? Really. It really does. You have... Oh, okay. That is confusing. Jess. Yep. Can you maybe take Dave's mic off him and <laughs> do go on?
0: If you were still on the stage, you'd be able to do that, wouldn't you?
2: Yeah, it's too late for that. Too late for that. <laughs> I made my bed and chair and i will sit in it
0: (laughs) okay so um this is kind of a this is kind of a cool i guess it's cool i don't know i'm a little bit sick but i think this is kind of cool so um the, the (laughs) 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 the public shootout led to the arrest of nearly all of the richardson gang the richie riches they all got arrested I'm so glad
1: you're calling them the Richie Riches.
0: Yeah, so this is, this is a shootout like the night before, right? So Cornell, by chance, he wasn't there. He wasn't at the club during the big shootout and he wasn't arrested. And so he was visiting the hospital to check up on his friends and while he was sort of visiting and as he left, he chose to go to the Blind Beggar pub, which was only a mile away from where the Crays lived. And Ronnie was drinking in another pub when he learnt that George Cornell was at the Blind Beggar and so he rushed over there to confront him. Apparently, he walked into the bar... Walked straight up to Cornell and shot him in the head in public view. Um, somebody else uh, was, uh, who was there as well was a bit confused. They fired a- a- other shots into the air. as. as, as, as like, <laughs> <laughs> like Look, I'm that. a bit confused here. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you see
1: a man's head get blown off. I know my reaction. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a natural thing. Saved the day again. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was that was a little bit. Oh, I think it, it was warning the public not to report what had happened to the police. All of you keep your mouth shut. Right. So, but uh, he
2: did that in Morse code
0: with his gun. <laughs> 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 Apparently, just before he was shot, Cornell remarked, "Well, look who's here." <laughs>
2: Which is also
1: Tupac's last words.
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> Whoa! What, what was that whoa. Nice? is that true Dave? that is absolutely untrue no.
0: but Commit, do we have proof that it's not true? exactly so it could be okay. I wasn't mate. there that
1: night or was I?
0: No. well look who's
1: here a four year old boy from Melbourne, Australia <laughs> <laughs> oh shit
0: not again <laughs> yeah. little Davey warning you did it again <laughs>
1: not again and then he started firing into the air as he died <laughs> He was confused. Yeah. Is, it really makes you think. That's No. <laughs> um,
0: another one of their um, uh, their crimes. So this is on the 12th of December in 66, a good year. Um, the crazy you're doing it to
2: yourself now.
0: Because if I, I don't want to pause for ages and they'll, then they'll get bored of it. And they, Do you guys want to do it?
2: No. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, okay, now fair enough.
0: I know that you're sitting in the audience, mate. But I you're feel like I'm there. I'm their rep. In this now. <laughs> you're their rep. I'm the number one Is there, one a, audience is there an audience union now? <laughs> yeah.
2: We've unionised and uh, we'll fight you motherfuckers. <laughs> the big end of town. Am I right? Who's with me?
0: What? What's the revolution? I'm not sure what we did to require revolting.
2: Well, yeah, that's the point. You don't know. (laughs) We know. Uh You've held us under your bloody big uh, Nazi boots for too long. (laughs) It's the biggest thing about him. This is very untrue. And I will
1: sue you. I will sue you, and you will pay me £40,000 for what you said.
0: I will fucking kill you. I'll fucking kill the love you! It just keeps giving. Oh, it's so good. Um,
1: it's fun to do. It really is. It really is fun. It's fun to threaten a room full
2: of people that are paid to be here.
0: It's great. A room full of people who are lovely and supportive. Um, thank you so much. Thank, thank, you, thank you, you so much. Oh my Have God. we mentioned
2: that we're really thankful of you guys being here? No. I mean us. <laughs> I'm one of you now. <laughs>
0: Are you shouting every, the, whole, uh, the whole gang drinks left?
2: Like? I mean, you've extrapolated a little bit. I mean, you're, the, a I
0: mean, you're the union rep, and I think that's what union reps do, so I guess you probably will be. I'm, this is...
1: <laughs> With union reps, just buy everyone a round of beers. Well, that's them safe for the year. <laughs> that is classic
2: affluent East Jess Perkins, oh, who no. does, does not understand how the working man yeah.
0: and my oh. struggle,
2: our struggles. Viva la revolution! <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's turned everyone against her. And I have no, 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 idea, no. idea what we did. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, privilege is what you did, Jeff.
0: <laughs> okay, bad feminist. That's great. May I go on? Yes, please. Thank you. Um, so, 12th of December, the craze helped Frank Mitchell, the Mad Axeman. Fucking great nickname. Yeah, right. Fuck bop. <laughs> Do you like to be called the Mad Axman? Yes, please. Or just the Maxman. You know I like portmanteaus. Anyway A portmanteau of what? Max and Axe Mad and Axeman Oh sorry I missed the word man there Mad Mad (laughs) (laughs) The Mad Axeman The sequel to Mad Max Max (laughs) They helped this guy Frank Mitchell The Mad Axeman To escape from prison um, Ronnie had befriended Frank while they served time together in a different prison. <laughs> and Frank felt that the authorities should review his case for parole, as so many prisoners do. And uh, so Ronnie thought that he would be doing him a favour by getting him out of prison, which would then highlight his case in the media and force the authorities to look into his <laughs> parole review, which makes a lot of sense. Well, um, So he's
1: hoping by getting out he will a, be paroled. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, if you break out of prison, then they're going to take you more seriously, you know? Like, Look, oh, I'm already maybe... out anyway, so yeah. <laughs> just rub a stamp. <laughs> See? Yeah. Save you the paperwork. <laughs> so that's that was their thinking.
1: Uh, that's a terrible plan. What happened? I
0: agree. Well, once Frank was out of prison, the Crazes held him in a friend's flat. Um, just to you know, give him a, pl- a roof over his head. But he was a large man with a mental disorder. It says, and he was difficult to control. Eventually, he disappeared. <laughs> I really hope that's the end of him. He disappeared. Where would he go? Not sure. No, no more questions, please. Um, so the Crays, they they were acquitted of his murder. Like they, well, they, I mean, I don't think they ever found a body. But so when you say disappeared. He You're disappeared. thinking that he disappeared. He disappeared, <laughs> Brigadier. <laughs> 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 he, oh disappeared. Disappeared. he disappeared. He disappeared. He disappeared. Major. Disappeared. Major. 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 Major, is that a rank?
2: In, <laughs> in, in the go? military. In
0: the military. <laughs> At the Royal f- Smith. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, um,
0: so they took. So they broke a guy
1: out of prison. Decided they didn't like living with him, so they took care of him.
0: No, he just he oh, that's disappeared. Nice. <laughs> <laughs>
1: They took care of. See, now I his- wish they
0: could see your face because you are so fucking smug with that one. <laughs> That's nice.
2: That is not true. That is a poor reenactment. No proof. Less beard. <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> so, a friend of theirs, Freddie Foreman, another great oh, name. Oh, that is really good. Good name, Freddie Foreman. Um, he claimed in his autobiography, his autobiography was called Respect. Which should have been Aretha Franklin's, but and Freddie also Foreman a, got there first. Also, the
1: title of Tupac's autobiography. I don't think he wrote one, he died, he died very
0: young. So, Freddie Foreman said that he shot Frank as a favourite of the twins and disposed of his body at sea, but nobody, like, there's no proof of that. He could have just been like, Yeah, I'm a pretty cool dude. Right. <laughs> and uh, when he published that, I'm a cool was dude, he, I killed people. was
1: he worried that he'd be charged with murder?
0: I think I think it was really just all about um selling books mate you know oh great
1: so i can just claim that i killed lots of people (laughs) expect no repercussions except millions of dollars correct oh that sounds great this is great (laughs) this is great we'll do that that's what
0: we've been doing wrong on this podcast is not admitting to crimes (laughs) have we not (laughs) you have oh Oh boy you have um okay so we uh we i'll keep moving on because we You know, we'd like to ramble, but we do have time constraints. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, the... um...
1: Hey, everyone. Bit of shush, please. Yeah.
0: (laughs) This is on you. Keep it down.
1: I have been silent. I have been listening intently, and I will pass the exam at the end of this with flying colours. I don't know about you.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, there's an exam. Sorry, I forgot to mention that. There's Some of you
1: probably would enjoy that, I know. There's, I know. A, there's
0: a quiz at the end. Um, the crazed criminal activity remained hidden behind their celebrity status and their legitimate businesses. I also like that legitimate is in quotation marks, so I don't think they're legitimate
1: at all. Right. So so I just want to really quickly ask, so they shot a man in the head in daylight and haven't gone to jail for it? Yes. That's amazing.
2: That is. Or did he? That's amazing. If it was, you know, if it was a bit darker. If it was you know, I've got time Daylight to was back. the key point there, right? So, it, it, they shot him in daylight, didn't, there are no repercussions. But in your mind, if it was, you know, twilight or a bit later than that, then... Dusk. You know, obviously. Obviously you get away. Yeah, it. of Is course. that what you're saying? Yeah, that's the rule. Are you with me? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm losing him. Yeah. I <laughs> really want him to say the revolution line on mic, but he won't. Oh. Wait, wait, now that I've said it on mic, he might... Wait, wait, wait. Viva mm-hmm. the revolution. He said it way more powerfully yeah. before. <laughs> Man, yeah,
0: because because before he was speaking from the heart with, and passion. with passion, and now you're I've just you just him. making him your little monkey, you know? My big
2: monkey. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell!
0: <laughs> just do go Thank you. Um, okay, this is good. Um, apparently, in October of 1966. 66.
2: <laughs> that's the year the Saints won the. Oh ground. fuck off!
0: <laughs> <laughs> Every fucking time.
2: We will specifically avoid the 60s from now on, so you don't ever what get would, to say What that. were
0: TISM doing then? TISM? Uh, they, were, they
2: were going through uh, high school, primary school. Primary school. primary school? school. Dad, they were probably being school? born already. I mean. 66, yeah. <laughs> Great, thank you.
0: My dad went to school with one of the guys in TISM. What anyway, fu- Oh, yeah. We we'll talked about that. You That's can chat to so dad about cool. that later. I can okay. to
2: meet your parents. <laughs> <laughs> specifically your dad, but also Annie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they already hate that I've pointed them out. Um <laughs> Okay, so in October of 66, Reggie was encouraged by his brother to kill Jack the Hat McVitie. <laughs>
2: that's what we should call the hat. Jack the Hat McVitie. <laughs> Jack the Hat McVitie. <laughs> that's good.
0: Jack yes! Jack the Hat.
1: No, it has to be Jack the Hat McVitie.
2: We have to remember that.
0: I'm guessing that's how, yeah, that's how it's said. It's MC. Chuck it in the McVitie. Chuck it in the McVitie. Oh, that's oh, the
2: best. Who, who suggested this one? Is it from the
0: hat? Oh, I did forget to mention. Hang on. This is uh, suggested by Jerome Williams via email. So, uh, so yeah, that's in the hat because he emailed it. So, yes. Thank
1: you. Is Jerome here by chance?
2: Oh, so. you piece of shit, Jerome. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> what, yeah. a
0: what a dog. Uh, Suggesting them leave. The report's over. We're done. Well, I'm not going on with it. No, I will. Anyone
2: got any other suggestions? <laughs> no,
0: not now. I'll just, we have I'll about ten,
1: it. ten minutes left in our uh, room slot here. So yes. We do need to...
0: Um. Dave, are you rushing me? <laughs> I'll finish when I want to, thank you. Or what? You'll fucking kill me! <laughs> no, I'm, we're, I think we're on track. So Jack the Hat McVitie, he was a minor member of the Cray Gang who had failed to fulfil a £1,000 contract, half of which was paid to him in advance to kill someone called Leslie Payne. Another great name, but not Les a great name. Les Payne,
2: fame. Hey, That's not a bad way to oh, go. Oh, Les Payne. Les Payne. More, you know,
0: time for your family. <laughs> you cracked yourself up there. Oh, it was, it
2: was very he good. He enjoyed that a
0: lot. Okay, so he'd failed to, uh, to fulfil his contract, so, and he's in their gang, but, but uh, Ronnie was like, hey, kill him, to Reggie. So McVitie was lured to the basement flat on, on the pretense of a party. Like, hey, check the hat. You come to the party tonight? It's oh. gonna be sick. You're gonna have the best time ever.
1: One, it would be nice to die in your best clothes, party clothes. Two, only it,
0: you would think of that. Yeah. Like, for what example, what shirt in, would you die in? Dave? Oh, probably
1: this shirt. How fucking cool! If you owned this shirt, you'd want to die as
2: well.
1: <laughs> but, it's got huskies
2: on it. Ugh. <laughs> Is that, is that from the Dillard Pass? Wait, that's not right, is it? Dyadalove. Dyadalove. You also Box, just said we move. have ten minutes. Sit sorry. down.
0: <laughs> sorry, sorry, please do it. Show up. off sorry. your So, they've lured later. him to a party. To a party. On the
2: bounty, and... Oh, that's a very recent episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jack the Hat, come to the party. Once he got there, though, he saw Ronnie Cray seated in the front room. And he's like, OK, well, uh, I must be early. <laughs> must be early to the party. Um, as Ronnie approached him... Ronnie let loose a barrage of verbal abuse and cut him below his eye with a piece of broken glass. It's believed that an argument then so broke out. Is it
1: at that point that you realise, I don't think this is a
0: party? Yeah. <laughs> this is a weird party. This is weird. But I like it. What <laughs> an inefficient
2: way to kill someone.
0: Take no, a little bit of glass. Just, just a small incision. <laughs> just <laughs> under the eye. And then uh, and then hope it gets infected. Yeah. In three to six weeks. Yeah, cop
2: that dickhead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> It's believed that then an argument broke out between the twins and... Oh, uh, there's an
2: argument after that. <laughs> oh, hey, hang on. <laughs> Not on, mate.
0: <laughs> so weird you sitting there. But I also like it. Um, so that they're fighting. As the argument got more heated, Reggie Cray pointed a handgun at McVitie's head and pulled the trigger twice. But the gun failed. <laughs>
1: Twice. That's, that's an embarrassing thing.
0: That's embarrassing. So, I mean, it's not written in history, but I'm pretty sure Jack the Hat has well and truly shot himself by this point. you um, imagine that? Like, click, click. Oh, no. Um, wait then. Um, where's my other gum? Um, so then McVitie was then held in a bear hug, which seems kind of nice, by the twins' cousin, Ronnie Hart. will never let you go. <laughs> hey, hey, sh-
1: <laughs> Quick, give him the support he deserves
0: He's oh, feeling very vulnerable so Someone just much. pulled a gun on him uh, <laughs> Yeah, he's had a big day <laughs> So he's held in a bear hug So basically he's held still And Reggie Cray was handed a carving knife Oh no, the bear obsessing. hug has gone very wrong <laughs> <laughs> He stabbed McFitty in the face and stomach Driving the blade into his neck Whilst twisting the knife And uh, not even stopping once he's laying on the floor dying. Are you laughing at me acting out the twisting? No,
1: I was just having a go myself. Matt, do you
0: want to have a go? This is how I would do it. Ooh. That feels good. Isn't that fun? Everybody, if you want to have a go, no pressure. Everyone, knives in the air. Yeah. (laughs) A little twist. Isn't that fun? (laughs) Murder's fun. So, (laughs) So they just
1: kept stabbing and stabbing and stabbing. Yep.
2: Jess, are you still on board with these guys? Hey, they've got their reasons. Um, yeah, Jack the Hat, he's a bad guy.
0: Oh, I'm, running, oh, okay. I'm running out of time a little bit, aren't I? I should, I'll keep moving through. Yep, yep, yep. Which is my way of saying, Matthew, shut the fuck up. Um, it was no, and I don't. I'm kidding, you're, you're okay. Anyway, however, um, it's thought that Reggie never intended to kill McVitie. <laughs> <laughs> and he was lured to the basement flat to be put straight by the twins. Hey, let's bring him in and let's just have a chat. Have a little chat, maybe a bit of a stab. We'll see how we go.
1: Well, I'm under the assumption that the human body can withstand 19 stabs exactly. But if you accidentally stab someone 20 times, they could
0: die. And that
1: is clearly what's happened. Yeah,
0: yeah. They wanted to just be... They they wanted to be heard. Just one too many. Just one too many. Oh, boy. Um, Whatever the motive, Reggie had committed a very public murder against someone who many of their own gang members didn't really feel deserved to die. Because he's killed one of their own, let's remember. So Mm. people don't think that's great. Um, With the body being too big to fit in the boot of a car, they wrapped him in a quilt and put him in the back seat of the car. How fucking big is he? (laughs) He's a big dude. Well, they've got a hatchback. Um, No, he's just a a full-grown adult. Right. (laughs) Just because I could
1: fit in the glove box, all right.
0: (laughs) By the way, I meant to, I've been asking this, I was asking this last week when we met some listeners. Was anybody kind of disappointed that Dave is like a normal sized person? <laughs> when he walked out, because we ta- talk so about him like he's pocket size. <laughs> like, he oh, our little baby. 50 Davey. kilos.
2: 50 kilos.
0: Yeah?
2: Adults don't do that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, you're okay. Thank you. I am. Um, you're just tiny. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I okay. need some food, guys.
0: <laughs> so they've put him in the backseat of the car, and a guy called Tony Lambriano. Is that right? Who cares? Um, drove the car with the body and his brother Chris and a guy called Ronnie Bender were following in a different car. Um, and they, the, the back car, so the car that was following Tony, they lost him at one point. You know when you're following your mates? They're like, just follow me. And then they go, and you're like, oh, fuck. Um, they lost him. And this is before, like, smartphones or f- mobile phones at all or um, GPS. So they got lost and they spent, like, 15 minutes driving around trying to find him. And they eventually found Tony. He was outside St Mary's Church where he'd run out of petrol. <laughs> and
1: this is terribly planned. Oh,
0: it's so good. And McVitie's body's still in the car. Um, and so they had no alternative rather than to just dump him in the churchyard. So the body's left in the car, and the three gangsters just returned home in, in the second car. They just left the car there. Oh, Which is goodness. smart.
2: So, obviously, that was the last we heard of that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> all done. Um, <laughs> Ronnie Bender then went uh, and phoned Charlie Cray, the, the, the Cray twins' older brother, and he informed them that uh, it had been dealt with. But when the twins...
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey, don't worry, no one will ever, ever find the body. <laughs> no, one. It's, all good. it's all good. Church when
0: the twins is going
2: out of fashion. <laughs>
1: we'll no do. one going on to church No going to church, it's fine. It's fine.
0: <laughs> When the twins found out where the, or well, like what had been, uh, what had happened, they, they were really, um, they were really mad. So they phoned Freddie Foreman, who was running a pub, kind of nearby, and they, they wanted to see if he could dispose of the body. So with dawn breaking, he found the car, broke into it, drove the body to New Haven, where with the help of a trawlerman, <laughs> the body was bound with chicken rye and dumped in the English Channel. Freddie Foreman to the rescue, everybody! Yeah. <laughs> Freddie Foreman. Um, I know I'm I'm running out of time, aren't I? So I'll, 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 I'll skim, is what I'll do, and I'll do Twin that. summary. See, normally, if we ever get to this sort of point and we're in the studio, I'll go, okay, hang on a sec, and there'll be, like, a couple of minutes of kind of silence while I find what I want to say, and now I can't do that because you're all here. So <laughs> just going to be like, yeah, cool. All right, so there's a guy called Inspector Leonard Nipper-Reed, another great nickname. He's chasing them. He's chasing them. Uh, he's put on the murder squad. Great squad name. Um, and his, ch- his first assignment is to bring down the Cray twins. Nobody wants to talk. I'm summarising what I read this morning because that's when I finished this report. Uh, nobody wants to talk. And then they give them secret uh, meetings and they're like, you're safe, just tell us things. And then the Cray twins want to peg other crimes on some of the gang members and the gang members are like, that's kind of fucked so then they start talking and uh, I just saw my dad roll his eyes when I said that's fucked, sorry dad um, <laughs> I can see you dad <laughs> uh, Right, so uh, they're, they're... Honestly Jess, yep. though,
2: I think swearing is beneath you
0: <laughs> We had to Me enforce and John a... and
2: everyone else reckon that you should bloody clean up your act Am I right fellas?
0: Evil of revolution. <laughs> hey Matt, uh, which member of the podcast did we have to enforce a rule of no more c words?
2: Oh, I, that's hard to remember.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think we've got about two minutes on the clock. Okay. The edges. No problem. I will finish up. And they went to prison. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's the kind of revolution I'm talking about. <laughs> Justice <laughs> Sir
0: such nerds. <laughs> Bad guys went to prison, yay! Um, they, went, they got like 30 year sentences um, This is kind of cool, in 85, officials at the Broad... Broadmoor Hospital discovered a business card of Ronnie's, which uh, promoted, uh, prompted an investigation. It revealed that the twins, who were incarcerated at separate institutions, were operating a lucrative bodyguard and protection business for Hollywood stars, <laughs> together with their older brother Charlie and an accomplice who was on the outside. Um, the uh, officials were concerned about this operation. It was called Crayley Enterprises, but they, there was nothing really, they had no legal basis to do anything about it. They were kind of allowed to run this business. Among their clients was Frank Sinatra, who used the service by hiring 18 bodyguards on his visit to the 1985 Wimbledon Championships. <laughs> he needed 18, apparently. a yeah,
2: notoriously violent tournament. Regrets. He, he had a few, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hate you so much. A um, couple of quick things. So, Ronnie Cray was a Category A prisoner. He was denied almost all liberties and not allowed to mix with other prisoners. He was eventually certified insane in 1979 and lived the remainder of his life at Broadmoor Hospital. Um, Reggie was locked up in Maidstone Prison for eight years. Um, and then was transferred to another prison as well. Um, Ronnie was still serving time at the prison hospital when he died of a heart attack in 1995 at the age of 61. Thank God. During his incarceration, Reggie became a born-again Christian. He was freed from Wayland on the 26th of August, 2000, my 10th birthday, (laughs) after serving more than the recommended 30 years. It's the one gift you always wanted. (laughs) Justice.
1: Set the murderer free.
0: Um, he was 66 and he was released on compassionate grounds for having inoperable bladder cancer. The final weeks of his life were spent with his wife, Roberta, whom he'd married while he was still in prison. Um, and in uh, October of 2000, he died in his sleep and 10 days later, he was buried beside his brother, Ronnie, in Chingford Mount Cemetery. And that is the story of the Cray Twins. Yeah! <laughs>
1: Ladies and gentlemen.
0: <laughs> Get off for Jess. Woo! What a great
1: report. Um, we will have to uh, hastily uh, wrap this up as uh, we've got another show coming in here at 5 o'clock but thank you give yourselves a big round of applause for being our
2: first ever thank live you so audience much. we really do thank appreciate you. you coming out I, so if you guys was- it, yeah. it will uh, uh, It'll be coming out this Wednesday if you want to hear yourself uh, applauding. Yeah, Viva la Revolution. <laughs> you'll hear a that. Little dream.
1: <laughs> uh, but we do have to go. Thank you so much for coming out tonight. Uh, We've we'll, uh, we got to pack this up, but we'll be yeah. downstairs in about 10 minutes. Uh, thank you so much, and good night! Yay!
0: Woo! brings us to the end of the first ever live. Do go on. I hope you enjoyed it. We certainly had a really good time um, being there at the show. And anybody who was there in the audience, thank you so much. It was so cool uh, to see some of you there. And uh, the moment that people said a good year was probably the happiest moment of my life. Um, As per usual, we do need to thank a few Patreon listeners. And because I am doing this by myself, I apologize in advance to all of these listeners because you know... I am really, really bad at thinking up clever pun names, Um, so I'm not even going to try. I'm just going to be genuine and thank you, and I hope that's okay. So first of all, I would like to thank um, the very lovely Pete Free. Um, we did pronounce your name incorrectly a little while ago. I think Dave called you Piet, or maybe Matt did. It sounds more like a Matt thing, um, but you corrected us, and it's Pete. And thank you so much, Pete. You are, you're an absolute gem, and you've been there for, um, for ages now. You've supported us from the start, and it means a lot to us. So thank you so much. Um, the other person we would like to thank as well is Jana Nickel. Um, I'm sure Dave probably would have had something really clever about Nickel. Matt probably could have thought of something else pretty clever too. Uh, again, I'm bad at this, but I want to tell you genuinely, Jana, that... It means a lot to us that you listen to our podcast and that you support us. It is so cool of you and, uh, and you are most likely an incredibly cool person just based on the information that I have about you so far. So thank you so much. And finally for this week, uh, I need to thank someone who I feel like probably gets in contact with us a bit on Twitter because I recognize your your uh, your handle there but we need to thank cameron zern zern being one of the coolest surnames ever congratulations on that cameron um thank you so much for for your support as well um again you've been there from from the very beginning and that's um that's really cool so thanks so much to those three so pete yana and cameron you are absolute champions and uh, and we thank you so much for listening and for supporting the show Um, It really means so much to us. If you would also like to support our other shows, if you are in Melbourne or Victoria or Australia and you have access to a plane or a car and you want to come to our other shows, we are all three of us doing shows in the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Matt's show is called Pretty Dry. Um, He's at the Chinese Museum. And he is on at I think seven thirty. Sorry if I'm wrong there, Matt. I'm thirty seven thirty. He's all the way through till the twenty third, so you can um, check him out any night of the week um, except Mondays. No Mondays. Um, and and we saw Dave and I saw his show um, during the Fringe Festival, and it is seriously a, a hilarious show. So you should absolutely check that out. It is so so good. Dave is doing his blind dating show, Spectacular. Um, so he's just doing Monday nights. So there's two more shows left, the 10th and the 17th of April. Um, Matt and I were both guests on Monday. The Monday just gone, on the 3rd, and it was so much fun. It is the just the most hilarious, silly show. Um, he's got his love expert sidekick, Dr. Neil Potenza, Um, who is incredibly funny, and uh, it's just such a good show. Dave is such an amazing presenter, and he's just such a charismatic, fun dude. He just carries it so well, and the whole show is just an absolute scream. So if you're in Melbourne and, uh, and you want to come to that, do that. That's at 8.30 at the Town Hall. And I'm doing my show. My show will start next Tuesday, on the 11th. It kicks off. It's called Twins, and it's a split show with uh, another amazing comedian, Naomi Higgins. She's absolutely awesome and, uh, and just a delight. So we're doing our split show at the Greek Centre. We're 6.15 um, from the 11th to the 23rd. Um, for all of these shows, you can just get tickets at uh, comedyfestival.com.au and, and punch in our names, and you should be able to find us that way. Um, and that would be really awesome because we love to we love to get to meet you guys and, you know, we love to uh, eat and um, this is how we make our money. If I'm just going to be completely transparent about it, give us your money. Uh, so I think that's everything that I was supposed to do. I'm sure I've forgotten something and the boys will no doubt uh, pull me up on that. Uh, and for now, I will say bye.